Welcome to the Third Space Podcast, episode number 67, Concision Incision. A lot of S's in there. Concision Incision is a new segment that Daniel came up with. He was really proud of the title and the tagline, so I'll make sure to get the tagline exactly right. He described it as questions that cut deep in time that's cut short. Mm. So essentially, it's a segment where he peppers me with somewhat deep uh, personal or philosophical questions and I have to answer in at least a reasonable amount of time. <laughs> uh, we, we Maybe they take a little bit longer than we wanted, but it's still pretty natural and I found it to be a, a fun and enjoyable segment. Uh, we also talk about Halloween some at the beginning since we're in the month of Halloween and you can hear me complain about various Halloween related things as I want to do. And that is the podcast. So uh, without further ado, I'll start our wonderful AI jingle. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Good morning. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Daniel. Isn't that charming? Uh, yes. Man, these are uh, these are some of my first words of the day. Oh, you're getting uh, you're, my first words are being recorded today. Well, how often do you wake up and like declare by yourself? You know, I mean, you you pretty you wake pretty up rarely, and, you know, pretty rarely, yeah. I would say. But I do uh, I do talk to myself, not conversationally, but just you know out loud sometimes throughout the day. So, I'm not opposed to doing that. If, I do uh, that. I think if I'll be deep in thought, and maybe I'm going over what I'm going to say to yeah. a student or my wife, and like, and it, and I won't even realize I'm practicing a particular line out loud or hearing how it sounds. I don't think I will say this out loud. I'll be deep in thought and realize I've said a particular part of this thought out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, <clears throat> yeah. If we if we wouldn't have done the podcast today, I have nothing else happening today. But I would still, you know, I would speak some. I think so. Uh, I, wonder, anyway, I wonder that though. Yeah, if you would just like, what's the longest you could go without speaking? Uh, yeah, I've <laughs> or, wondered, like, you know, I've without that thinking too. about it. I, I tried to you estimate. Made it past noon, you know, I, I've, like I've thought about minutes. that before. Like, I wonder what's the longest period of time I've gone without speaking, and it's probably over twenty four hours. It's probably between twenty four hours and forty eight hours. Like um, unintentionally, you're saying it wasn't like yeah, a, uh, no, not a, like a vow of silence in, or anything yeah, like that. Right, but you just didn't. There was just happened to happen to not speak. Um, and it's probably I, somewhere in that range. Wow. I'm really tickled at the idea of like maybe though there were a few utterances playing video games of like, damn go- Goombas or something. <laughs> like, that's all you have in 24 hours. Here's the transcript. That's, of it. <laughs> uh, that probably is the number one uh, silence breaker, you know, <laughs> on those, t- those times. Uh, uh, anyway. Um, it is October now. It is the month of Halloween. I want to ask you, when when is it acceptable to start putting up Halloween decorations? <laughs> I can't believe you're asking this because Danielle woke me up today and was like, get out of bed. And I'm like, you can tell she's a little bit tickled. <laughs> and, I, and she's taken all our, we have like one, like four or five items, nothing fancy, like some cobwebby looking stuff, some bats and like a cookie jar and a few uh 
pumpkins that are like porcelain actually kind of nice looking and she's put them out and she was like it's october 1st oh, man. <laughs> so, so you're asking oh man my uh, my intro is not gonna go over well <laughs> <laughs> um i find i find that uh October 1st is, like, a very acceptable, like, it is full in, like, let's start watching horror movies, um, all of that. Uh, when when we were moving uh, recently, we went to Michael's, I forget why, to be honest. Uh, anyway, there was just, they, they had, like, two months ago put out all the, um, yeah. you know, their Halloween stuff. So, you know, but that's just, of course, they have sort of a, capitalistic incentive like to get every business would love for us to get on board earlier yes uh, just a longer selling season so but like on a personal scale i'd really i do think october is like like i do i get it i like horror movies it's always i've always been a fan of horror movies and uh like today when i saw those decorations like, oh yeah it's october 1st let's start watching horror movies this month uh because I like to take, I, I burn out on them, and I need a break, and I've had my break, and now I'm back ready, you know. So th- that's my thoughts. Really, October first is fine. It is a fine time. Would I personally do it? Uh, I mean, I, I don't personally get. I wouldn't personally do a whole lot for Halloween, <laughs> so yeah. you know, I'm not impassioned by it. So, like, if Danielle gets excited about it, I'm all, I'm all for October first being fine. But if she were to go too hard with it and like want to like go over the top and completely revamp the 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 home i would be uh kind of like it's october 1st let's chill out for a second we got a while you know like yeah anyway i think um if it were i think the most reasonable time is about around october 31st um, <laughs> the day of halloween to well make it halloween. halloween is all hallows eve right all hallows evening and so the holiday is actually just in the evening of October 31st. <laughs> so maybe the morning of October 31st, it's acceptable to put out your you, Halloween decorations. You concede, you know, a I'll morning. concede part of the day. <laughs> getting ahead of this. Getting ahead of, well, you know, before sunset, anyway, before it's <laughs> evening time. Uh, I mean, it's not, but doing it on October 1st, I think is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> You said it's a very reasonable, very reasonable, as if, you know, mid-September would be your point where you would be like, ah, oh, you know, that's a little early. But to me, October 1st is ridiculous. October is already <laughs> 31 freaking days long, and yeah, you're going to be morning. sitting there with pumpkins and stuff out. For, so, some people try to do this. They try to say, oh, it's just fall. It's fall decorations. It's not Halloween. It's fall. And so they put their pumpkins yeah. everywhere. And yeah, that's okay. What these pumpkins are not. They're not ghouly pumpkins. Yeah, they're so just, they're just normal you know, pumpkins. Yeah. And that's a loophole. That's a loophole. And I kind of look at. <laughs> I kind of look at that and go, oh, okay. I see what you're doing. But whatever. But if you got skeletons out. Like there's no excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have right? bats. <laughs> bats and yeah, skeletons and stuff. Halloween like it's it's and, absolutely yeah. Halloween. It's not all Hallows month. It's all Hallows Eve, right? It would have been called Halloween. If it was called Halloween and you know, for month and it was all month, you know, fine. Then put your stuff out all month. If there was a song called The Twelve Days of Halloween, you know, like there is the twelve days of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Which I was by the ask way about Christmas, you're only allowed 12 days for decoration. If you go outside, if your decorations are up before December the 13th, then you're breaking the rules. And if they're still, if they're still up on December 26th, 
you're breaking the rules. I like to drive around the neighborhood and honk just menacingly knock at stuff over not, yeah you know, at people with their not break them just pack them up yeah <laughs> on december 26th i do my neighborly civic duty and drive around and really just harangue people for having their decorations up christmas what a was noble yesterday guy. yeah i right yeah, i know yeah. i do what i can i do what i can what a and good now, citizen what a dutiful person anyway if i had to like if you know if i have to Really, you know, I'm being a little bit, uh, just a little bit slightly, um, I'm exaggerating a, a tiny bit, but I would say like truly a week before Halloween, like seems reasonable, but like, I think, I think particularly Halloween, I can get burnt out on the aesthetic because I mean, it's often violent or scary or whatever. And it, and, or, or the sort of commercialized version is tacky and boring, like some giant mummy or, you know, whatever, well, inflatable. See, that's, I just kind of grow tired of it quickly. That, I mean, that's another part of it, right? Like a lot of our holidays are meant to honor something or celebrate an event. And Halloween is truly just a vapid holiday. And so the fact that people make, stretch it out for an entire month makes me think like, what's, what's going on there? Like you're not even celebrating, you're not even celebrating anything. This is just right. your excuse to, to, to what? Uh, what At least culturally I, I, not. If anything, if you really are celebrating it, it could be dark. You're kind of getting into like the darker side of the spiritual world or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but if you're not, like, clearly culturally, it's just like, uh, fun, horror yeah, movies right. and stuff. And, I, I, and, I, yeah. yeah, I think, well, the, the whole reason that I brought this up is because, you know, I was walking around my apartment complex and, Two, two weeks ago, this was on like September the 16th or something like that. And I, I saw they were already putting out the cobwebs on their balcony with yeah. the spiders and everything. And one person put a skeleton sitting on their balcony with orange lights shining at it. And I'm like, what's going on here? It's September. Like we, we, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we have six weeks until, or more until Halloween. And they're already going nuts. Like, and I, it made me think like, that's a red flag. I don't want to know these people. Like, the, <laughs> it's a major red flag if you're decorating. For, like, it, now that you told me that about Danielle, I'm a little concerned. Like, yeah. now I'm kind Just of re. Down a peg and, I'm re. <laughs> I'm rethinking my approval of your marriage now. But it's a. I think it's a significant red flag to be nuts about Halloween. If you just find it fun and you know want to. Put, put out your pumpkins and stuff. Okay, whatever. It's not my cup of tea, but fine. But if you're like super into it, if you're an adult and you're, tr if you're, if you're checking your community notice board to see if there are adult trick-or-treating venues or if you, if there are doggy, <laughs> doggy treats and stuff. Adult trick. It's more likely to take your dog trick-or-treating, I bet, as an adult. You're right. Like in our current society, like dog trick-or-treating events. <laughs> I did, does that exist? I'm that, sure that exists, exists because I saw that on our exists. on our apartment uh, little notice board or whatever by the mailboxes. Um, someone posted something oh, about like doggy doggy treat doggy. That's just gonna be like a, oh now you're, you're expected to get your bag of like candy with you know mixed like whatever Milky Way and Snicker bars and then like a bag of like doggy treats too. <laughs> I wonder how many dog deaths there are from people just being stupid and giving out putting in razor regular, blades in the no no, no <laughs> regular candy chocolate like for dogs uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 or razor blades for the dogs. razor blades in the doggy food you know yeah, right <laughs> kibbles and bits with like little drops of poison um I I, I 
feel far less passionate than you about it. I mean, well, okay, I was actually just trying to test the... For me, I have like a stamina, a limited stamina when it comes to excitement for a holiday. And my favorite by far is Christmas. I find it joyful. I find it... It's nice on all the late, the levels, you know, to Except me. for the like music. The spirit of... Well, actually, I like it too. But that actually, the fatigue is severe with that. I'm like, okay, two days of it. And I'm like, that was nice. I go from going, ah, yeah, cool. I forgot these songs. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired of it. So <laughs> yeah, I fatigue quickly there. But um, but I was just trying to think, what's the the outer limits of reasonable? And I think with an, with a without being thoughtful about it, you're just like ah, about a month, you know, like come December, you can yeah, decorate if you're, for if you're you know, outside the month. if you're outside the month of the holiday, then you are insane. Then you're insane. <laughs> Period. Well, that's why, like, you can get by with, I think, October 1st, and then November 1st, you could, if you're a big Thanksgiving person, you know, and then, and then I think this, I think culturally people put up, the people that are really serious about Christmas put up their tree the day after Thanksgiving. Like, that's a thing to do on, on that Black Friday or whatever it is. People are crazy. People are crazy. I mean, well, all right, so, well, Christmas is the biggest holiday, so I give it a little bit more leniency. Like I said, 12 days. So, do you think do you think with the general like kind of deconstructing spirituality in the United States, particularly Christianity and and, and Christmas being so related to that, and like the and Halloween has this sort of edgy, mm-hmm. like, I think it's anti that, that there might be some elevation of of you know Halloween like a put because like those seem to be the two biggest, and some people enthusiastically seem to be pushing for Halloween with the subtext of. Yes. Oh, you're gonna Christmas. you're gonna push for yeah. Christmas that hard? Well, I'm gonna push for Halloween this yeah, hard. Yeah, I really, I and distinctly you, get that vibe. I do too. People, so. Yeah, I, I, I definitely. That's part of the red flag that I see is like, uh, what's your motivation here? Yeah, because yeah, because do you really just love candy, oh, love and, candy. and costumes that much? Like, I mean, you know, I don't know. But the, but the adult parties, I can see being a legitimate. You don't have like like Halloween's become a. a, a party with alcohol for adults like that that is a thing now i mean i guess it always has yeah. been but it seems more of a thing um but i hadn't thought about like the dogs trick like like we're gonna start to take our culture has become more dog friendly that's no secret we had a whole podcast on it and and now we're gonna like interweave our holidays and stuff with it and i'm just trying to think like what are you gonna do about are they gonna Freaking come out dogs like, man dogs dog are starting to Dog Dog started to really calendars and stuff, you know. <laughs> like I could see that. Like, I, like you, I, I don't want to take it out on the docks, but they're really starting to piss me off. Like <laughs> I was, I had to take a trip uh, for work this this past week, and there was a freaking dog on our plane just barking. Yeah. Usually they're well behaved, you know, when when they're the the airport dogs. Allowed but to, this yeah, one was yeah, just yeah. freaking yapping. It was like having a baby yeah. on the plane crying, but it was a dog yapping. And then yesterday yeah, I was cool. walking around and some little girl, you know, seven or eight years old, uh, <laughs> had a, had her dog, her giant, like, I don't know what kind of dog it was, some giant demon black dog on the <laughs> leash walking it. And it was just like really aggressively barking at me and lunging while she was like, she's like eight years old, straining on the leash, trying to keep it from getting away. And I'm like, oh, gosh, what's Your going on? Your safety might have been in jeopardy. You're what's trying to decide. And she, was, and she was like grimacing and saying, he's friendly, he's friendly, while the dog is like, <laughs> and the dog like lunged at me and I felt his like mouth on my leg, you know, like he didn't wow. like, bite down. I wasn't injured, but it was like, man, I better get away from this right. dog. 
And it wasn't a typical bark. Your save was a little more vicious, not just your. I feel yeah, like did you hear me? I, bark. I made the yeah, noise. Yeah, you really. I made the you noise went, exactly. It was a. That, well, if that was it, because like, that is that is the okay. We've gone from to like, like there's something a little there's a distinct like, elevation of I'm in a I am you know going for it kind of yeah thing. man freaking uh, dogs and Halloween he's friendly that, it was funny though because she was just like really straining with her tiny little body he's friendly he's friendly. And while the dog is imagine, like, imagine that, like with adults and like a crying baby, the baby's like going just complete tantrum, <laughs> and he's well behaved. He's, he's well, well yeah, behaved, right, exactly. Yeah, right. A two-year-old, like, just a, a fat, a fat person <laughs> just stuffing food in their face. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. Yeah, wow, that's a that's a funny thought because I think there's a lot of that. I think we do have a lot of that. <laughs> I'm healthy. I'm, wearing, I'm so wearing healthy. <laughs> yeah. I'm athletic. I'm athletic. <laughs> I'm athletic beating people. Anyway, there's just so many ways to, yeah. to tie that. Oh, right. <sighs> um, I have a segment for you. Nice. I love segments. One of my favorite I'm geometric call- uh, things. I'm <laughs> line, line I'm, segments. I'm really t- I'm really tickled with the, the title of this, so I want this to wash oh, over you. Excellent, um, excellent, excellent. I'm calling this concision incision. Questions oh. that cut deep and time that's cut short. Oh, wow. That sounds like you really <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> the rest of this is crappy, but, but I really love it. These are not great. <laughs> concision, but, but that was incision. a banger. <laughs> concision, incision. Yeah. All right. Questions that cut deep and time that's cut short. All right, so I guess that these are going to be like he- heavy philosophical questions, and I gotta, I gotta give a pretty fast uh, or yes, abbreviated response. I've okay. ranged them from um, philosophical questions to person, deeply personal ones. Oh, man. Deeply, I mean, I'm not asking you to. I mean, they they're not easy. Like you might have to go hmm and take a second. So my my goal is not to make you have to knee jerk, just blurt out something, but my at the same time, our tendency is to sort of prolong and explore and poke around and spend, you know, any one of these we could probably do a podcast yeah. on if we right. didn't, if I didn't sort of make it a little more pithy pop, you know, pop, like keep it going kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so with that said, here we go. Um, all right. I'll do my best. Be, being, right. uh, being kind of going all in is a little bit my shtick on the podcast. So, you know, exactly. I think- you declare, in fact, if anything, that's how our, 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 we separate in the fact that I'm always qualifying and a little timid to declare, or I want to like kind of say, well, what about, you know, I don't know. And you're just like, no, this is how it is. So, All right. uh, yeah, you're, I'm going to lean into it. Going to be concise and incisive. Right. And they're not all, some of these questions are even, uh, <laughs> it will. Anyway, all right. <laughs> I was about to qualify. My yeah, you were. And doing <laughs> Lay right, on so me. You've co- Number one, you've come to visit me, and I've given you the entrance code to my place and all of that, and we're excited, good mood, whatever. You've brought your stack of B-movies, and mm-hmm. you put in the code, which is my digital lock and whatever, and you come in, and I am on the couch just crying, hands in, like dramatic, like, <laughs> I just want to know, what do you feel in that instant, and then how do you react? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting question. Uh, I definitely, I'm alarmed. Uh, I'm like, who died? That's basically my, my immediate response is something terrible has happened in order for Daniel to be behaving in this extreme way that I've never witnessed before. Like something yeah. serious has happened. 
you know, did his parents get in a car accident? Like, did Danielle, you know, get, get in an accident? What's going on? I'm extremely concerned, alarmed, and, like, like I, I'm immediately... Would you almost have an adrenaline rush? Yes, so you absolutely. Think actually yeah, no, no question. I would immediately have an adrenaline rush and be in the mode of, like, all right, what... Like, what do I need to what do I need to do here? Like how what's what's going on? Like I obviously so physically I, then what are you doing? Are you like yeah? What do you do? You walk over to me? Do you like ask me a question? Like what do you? You're almost stunned. I'm imagining you're stunned for a moment. Um, I don't know. Yeah, probably a brief moment. But I mean, what else? What else am I gonna do? Like I'm gonna walk in, put all of my st- stuff down, and be like, what's going on? <laughs> what's 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 happening? Uh, take my shoes off, put them in the shoe spot. You know, put first put all, go pee put, quickly. Yeah, put all my stuff in the in the uh, you know in the basket or whatever is around. You know, because otherwise you would be upset with me um, <laughs> if I stro- if I had all my stuff strewn around your place. Yeah, well, and, and so are, how? So I, I'm interested that yeah, you're alarmed. Are you uncomfortable with my tears, or that's not even really factoring? In that's the a equation? secondary. It's a secondary concern. Later, I'll make fun of you about it. But in the moment, I would you know. I would just be focused on whatever is actually the problem. And if if it turns out that you're crying because your candle, you know, <clears throat> wore down or the phonograph <laughs> broke or something, then I'm going to be, you know, a little annoyed and I will make fun of you for that. But Yeah, wh- okay, let's do that scenario is that you whatever it is is that like you do you do not believe whatever I'm bawling requires that m- amount of like anguish. Like you were in this fundamental disagreement like so, like, d- does the discomfort rise there immediately as you learn? I turn to you and I'm like, my car engine is broke and I'm just so. I just like, finished screwed. watching. I just finished yeah. watching, like, The Fault in Our Stars movie <laughs> or whatever. And it just really got to me. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Almost unbelievable, though. Like, yeah. But, right. like, yeah, do you. Do, is there anger that comes about you or no. concern about me and where I'm at mentally? I don't like, think so. Like, what the hell's wrong with Daniel? Like, uh, I would need. I would need more, more instances of this kind of ridiculous behavior, um, for for me to start thinking that. And I wouldn't be angry. I would be laughing. I would be laughing at you for that because that's just a very, that I, that would fit right into my uh, my stereotype of you, um, to be okay. overly emotional and cry at something. Yeah. yeah. Something. What something are your lame. Th- then, then more generally, what are your thoughts on grown men crying? Like, does that make you uncomfortable or not really? And like, should we like, is it just a mm. people respond differently kind of thing? Um, uh, I don't really have super strong feelings on this, believe it or not. Like, I think that men, sh- you know, there's the, uh, there's this argument that seems to have broken out. I don't know over what time period years should men cry or should men not cry? Some people say, oh, men have emotions too. They shouldn't bottle everything up. They should be comfortable crying. And others say, no, men should be strong and tough. And I guess that's kind of the more traditional, traditionally masculine view of men. Yeah. I tend to lean more towards the second. I, I certainly think that men are allowed to have emotions, but it's also men's responsibility to, to be strong um, and, and to not... Uh, not let their emotions take control of them because I think that that can bleed out and affect other people around you, your family, for example. And so it's. I agree it, with that, but do you think crying is uh, indicate or an indication that emotions have taken over you? Certainly, in partially the moment it is. It's sort of partially. Like, yeah, 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 partially. Look, I don't think it. Look, I mean, it, it's men have emotions too, and men have strong emotions. I would certainly not fault any man for, you know, crying 
when you know his parents die, for example, like that's just a, a reasonable thing, or when a child is born, or whatever, you know, in these great momentous uh, events in a person's life, it's okay to shed a single manly tear out of yeah. the uh, out of the eye. Uh, that's that's reasonable. Or the a, one scene a in manly tear out of the eye. <laughs> yeah, Lord Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. The you know the when that is wrapping up, when everyone bows, that's the only acceptable movie. <laughs> To shed a manly Fair tear. Enough. So, all right, I'm gonna shift. Uh, when it comes to decorations and aesthetic sensibilities, no, do you genuine. <laughs> do you genuinely believe that people have varying degrees of sensitivities and responses, or do you believe it's mostly a social phenomenon? So, like in other words, do you believe people decorate truly for themselves, or are they doing it to show something about themselves to others? Hmm. Um. I think I well I probably don't I would find it hard to believe that it's all a sham, right? I so I definitely think that people have differing sensitivities um and reasons for why they they decorate. I I think that yeah. there are people who decorate not for themselves exactly, not because they enjoy having the live love laugh up on the wall, but because <laughs> they're trying to create a vibe um as the kids say in their in their home. You know, and and make it make it feel like a place that's lived in, um, that's welcoming, and so on. And that's why they put the the doormat down that says, you know, whatever it says it doesn't say go away like mine. It says something else. <clears throat> something <clears throat> they, like welcome. <laughs> yeah, and they had the plants and the pumpkins in fall and all all of that stuff. Some people, you know, conversely, they probably do. It's all for them. They enjoy it. They put up the art that they like on their wall that they want to look at, and you know they. They paint their home in soothing colors that, that they find to be appealing and so on. It's probably a mixture of both. It's got to be, right? But I can't help but, it, like, if someone like you who is not particularly social and you're not particularly <laughs> interested in decorating, and I just think there's a lot of overlap there, um, although you do have, like, some paintings that have, like, personal value and do mm -hmm. reflect. But I don't think you're trying to create a vibe in your home. I think it's kind of a simple, these are... No, isolated I'm, items that I enjoy and they are meant to be hung on walls because they are painting. So that's yeah. where they will go. Is that accurate? Yes. I'm definitely function over form. Uh, the paintings serve a function because I like to look at them. And when I look at the painting that David painted on my wall, it all, I always am happier. And I think <laughs> that's the best art. And so it's, it serves that function for me. It, it's not about, uh, and it's about that particular piece of art. It's not walking into the room and that that vibe you described. You're like that doesn't is that a foreign is that a foreign idea to you? Like you intellectually understand vibes. You can walk into rooms and go, yeah, the impression I get walking into this room is X, Y, or Z. But like, like, I don't know. I just was wondering if that was a foreign concept. Of like, there's not, no desire to create one in your. It's not home foreign. I just I just don't find it valuable in the same way okay. that, like, if I was grilling a steak. And, you know, I don't go out there and turn the stake to get the diamond pattern on it, you know, the diamond yeah, char okay. pattern. I don't do that yeah. because I can't taste the diamond char pattern and I literally don't care about it. I want it to taste good. In the same way, I don't care what kind of vibe my apartment gives off. I don't care. That doesn't make any difference to me. I care about the things that are in it and what they can do for me. That's yeah. that's my view. I, and I understand that not everyone has that view. In fact, most people don't, I suspect. Yeah. All right. Next question. 
could we, not should we, but could we abolish the concept of time? And I wanted to just play around with like, how would we function uh, in a productive society? Because obviously like we all exist on this uh, presumably linear plane of, of time going on, but like, let's say we stopped the whole clocks thing, but I could still call you and text you and go, wanna, wanna, wanna do a podcast? You know, we could still mm -hmm. obviously function and talk to each other. Could we abolish the concept of time? Um, we could try, but time exists. Uh, like the sun still rises and sets, and we still have, you know, the, the moon periods. Um, and everything so like how much do the moon periods matter uh, like like yeah like does it well, what if what if anyway, i mean historically yeah. a lot right i mean like that's how you determine when what seasons are approaching when like it does behoove you to know when winter is coming right um yeah we have it, some concept because we have the idea of months and and like and right all of that. i mean so agriculture is still important to us we haven't we're not post agriculture we can't just eat nutrition pills you know, all the time. So farmers have to know when the harvest season is and so on. And that stuff just kind of spreads, spreads from there. So we can't, we cannot get away from, from, uh, from the concept of time. We can get away from the concept of, you know, micromanaging our time. We could get rid of our clocks and everything. And certainly there are cultures that don't care about the time, more tribal cultures and that kind of thing. Um, well, I'm just glad you said that about agriculture and stuff. I hadn't thought of that. I was thinking like, oh, well, if I'm a teacher and I need to have them in the room at eight o'clock, that's hard to overcome. But other than a weekly, like five days a week, two days of rest, five days, two days, other than that, like who cares? But of course it, and, and then like you said, oh, we have all about winter is coming. Like, great. I like to know I'll need a jacket, but I'm also not an idiot. I can just go outside when it's cold and put on a jacket. But no, like there's a whole, <laughs> food matters, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Food kind of matters. <laughs> so, uh, me and how would you know when Halloween is? Yeah, how would I know to put out the decorations? You wouldn't know. When, yeah, you wouldn't know. So it would be a nightmare, a nightmare before <laughs> Halloween. Halloween. Um, if you could recover one item from childhood, what would it be? Hmm. Uh, I'm not a very sentimental person. So this isn't that important to me. Um, and I'm trying to think if there was any childhood item that got destroyed. Oh, I thought of something. Uh, my Sega Genesis, which I sold. I actually sold it at a pawn shop when I was, I must have been fifth grade. Fifth grade or maybe. Was this in order to like buy the next console it was in order to, N64? Yeah, it was in order to buy N64. I pawned my Sega Genesis and all of my games for it for some just terrible stupid amount Pennies on the dollar yeah, yeah it yeah. must have been like fifty dollars or something you know and you might have been given over 10 games or so or maybe more <clears throat> i don't remember yeah it, something yeah. in that ballpark and that yeah that was a dumb that was a dumb move now at that time i didn't earn much money from my allowance so it would have taken me months more to save up to buy the n64 so that's why I did it, because I wanted the N64 now, you know, when my friends were getting it, too. Um, and that's why I did it. And so, you know, it wasn't totally thoughtless, but I should have just held, I should have asked for more chores. You know, my parents and other people would have definitely allowed me to, you know, they would have let me do that. 
wash the dishes or do something else um, to make some more money so I could get the N64 and not sell my Sega Genesis. Uh, do, you, do you think we had a limited view as a kid? Like It's that kind of new is better, and now that there's a better system out there, that the the older system is absolutely useless. Like, why would you ever want to play a 16-bit game when you, when a 64-bit game system is out there? And if I can acquire that, then previous things are just absolutely obsolete. Um, I didn't really think that. Like, I kept, I still have my Super Nintendo. Uh, I didn't get rid of that, and I still have my N64. And I have, all, I have, I have all of the consoles that I've had at this point. Um, but. Yeah, I still played Super Nintendo games even after I got my N64. Not not as often, obviously. Um, well, I'm just embarrassed to say that I thought of them as like, it's like, why would I ever play Super Nintendo? But my parents were the ones kind of encouraging, just hold on to it. You might want to come back to it at some point. It could be cool or worth something one day or whatever. And like, fine, whatever. Um, and I was just short-sighted, but I'm yeah. glad they were a little more thoughtful about that. Um, um, okay, if... Or how about this? What are your thoughts on intellectual property and is it weird because because it's weird to claim ownership of a thought and so and that's what's happening with intellectual property no it's my thought (laughs) you can't have it it's like well yeah i've i've thought about this before and i'm not well versed in copyright law or trademarking law or anything like that so um you know a lot of i just think this ownership of a thought is odd like no right. like, don't we collaboratively construct on how much you've influenced me and what's mine and what's yours it becomes sure. really vague really quickly yeah but i can see the value of patents for example right um yeah uh, pat- patenting an idea and that's intellectual property now you could say that okay that if it's an invention you know if it's a new rocking chair then that's different than you know the idea of something this this particular plot in a story or these particular lyrics to a song for example yeah okay i can see that being argued but i i don't really know i don't this is one of the areas where i don't really have a, a well uh, a well-versed or i guess a well um what's the stupid word i'm looking for a very fleshed out uh, opinion on it because i can see it being abused either way like if 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 we didn't have intellectual property, if we couldn't patent things or copyright things or trademark things, then you would have people stealing ideas left and right uh, all the time, and pe- there would be people who their skills are in creativity or invention and not in you know marketing or whatever. They would make a thing, show it to some uh, some greedy person with uh, some greedy amoral person. That person would then take the idea rebrand it and get rich off of it and that's not right Right. and so that's kind of what this that's what intellectual property was made to prevent on the flip side you know there's also cases where companies or people will patent something and then never produce it and it just sits it just sits on paper never being a benefit to society or or anything else um and just they just guard it uh viciously to prevent other people from encroaching on that territory I've heard that, that like never rust, always sharp blades, but they've like you know Gillette and all those buy that those patents up and just sit on them because they that that would put them out of business essentially you know things like that. Right. Like yeah. And exists. there's the technology exists to do that, but like no, we want we want our blades to rust and go bad, and you have to buy new ones. So there are lots of uh, kind of conspiracy theories about that. Like there's that one that I've seen about the steam engine 
where some guy made a, a steam en- steam engine for cars that you know takes water use it runs on water essentially and yeah, is just yeah. as good as a, a gasoline engine which is probably probably bs but whatever he made that claim and then the the auto industry like murdered him or shut him down or something like that <laughs> or cures for can- any disease really you know versus <clears throat> right. the treatment and all the the industry around that yeah. yeah so yeah there's a there's a danger in it what do i th- you know if you if you want me to back up and think philosophically what do i think about owning a thought i don't think you can and i think in an ideal world, in an I, well, I just tend to lean in a more libertarian way. So, if it was the Wild West, and if you had a thought, you had, you know, if you had an idea, you had to be the one to capitalize on it. That's at least just, um, you know, yeah. if you if you have an idea for an invention, don't tell it to people you don't trust, and you know, sign some contracts or something if you do share the idea, and and make sure you put your effort into delivering on it uh, and if if you don't guard it judiciously enough then well that's just the way it goes but that's dangerous and a lot of people can't can't do that so i you know i'm not i'm not saying that's the way it i'm not saying that's the best the, the world would be best if things were like that i'm just saying in an ideal world where everyone had all of those abilities that would be best yeah yeah fair enough um okay you're on a hike and it's a beautiful day, and you come across this cliff with a great view, but you're a little annoyed because you notice some people. Now these people, it's actually their teenage boys, and you get that distinct sort of, the way they're talking, you're not hearing what they're saying, but the way they're laughing, it's just this distinctly like they're up to no good. And it's a little like, ugh, because I don't know how you, you feel exactly, but like that, that sort of uncertainty of teenage boys up to no good, like there's a little cause for alarm. Um, and as you get closer, you're a little annoyed because you won't get to see the view because they're like occupying that cool spot. And it turns out like they're they're beside this cliff, and there's this weird little configuration where it looks like there's a bunch of frogs living in this little hole or like whatever. That's just like their home. And these these boys are taking the frogs and they're just throwing them off the cliff like <laughs> like 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 a mean spirited teenage boys do. Uh, and they're just like giggling about it and. Uh, <laughs> whatever what do you what do you do in this scenario <laughs> oh man what a crazy scenario a... i know it's stupid but i'm saying it's like a mile violation yeah, sure, yeah, right. moral throwing, throwing and like you're, and you're let's say the trail is close enough to that you're walking by and they've looked at you and there's like a there's a there's an opportunity of whether you're gonna be like do anything uh or not uh what do you do ah <sighs> Um, yeah, I definitely, I don't approve of this behavior. Um, so I would probably intervene and say, what are you guys doing? Stop throwing frogs. What do you just stop throwing frogs off the cliff? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> stop throwing frogs. But like, would I intervene f- with force? No. Um, would I, you know jump in front you know arms spread wide jump in front of the frog hole and be like get out of here you know um no throw them off the cliff and say how do you like that how do you how do you like it how does it feel to be a frog now um no well maybe but probably not yeah so shoot him a uh, dirty look maybe that's all you do is go like no i would i would do i would do more than just shoot him a dirty look or shake my head i would say i would say something uh i would definitely interject myself into the situation and say like 
you guys are being stupid. Um, stop throwing frogs off cliffs. Like, it's not as cool as you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> you might think you're really cool now, but you're not. <laughs> Just, Just a bunch of frog tossers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hooligans and frog tossers you are. The lot of you. The lot of just two of them, by the way. I meant to say that. It's not like you're under a... Oh, it's only two of them? intimidated. It's two of them throwing. Uh, and it's not like... And they're not like... They even seem maybe when they pause and look at you, they're a little intimidated. So you're not under like physical threat here. Right. Um, does that does that up your, your interference and you say no. cut it out? And you're gonna <clears throat> that wouldn't make any that wouldn't make any difference because I would have my gun with me anyway. And so I wouldn't be physically... <laughs> I wouldn't be physically intimidated by a group of frog-tossing teens. <laughs> I don't know why that frog tossing teens. Yeah, like I mean, if I was, you know, if if you had a group of you know six or seven teenage boys and they were really up to no good, you know, the worst of the worst teenagers, then yeah, I guess there is some aspect of physical danger, but that wouldn't really. I just don't. Because you don't want to be in a position of pulling out your gun either. Like that's like oh god. Oh, of course you, you pull never, that out. Yeah. No, you never want to be in that position. I'm just saying, like. I wouldn't worry about that even if I was unarmed, and the fact that I would be armed would make it totally a non-issue, right? Like, I just wouldn't. Right. Yeah, it would I, I change my opinion, that. though, or how I, if there were eight of them viciously t- tossing them off, and they looked at me kind of like, "What you gonna do about it?" it would change. I might do nothing and just kind of shake my head and keep walking, try to do the dirty look. Versus two intimidated kids look like they've been caught. Like, uh oh, uh oh, that would be like. I would be more aggressive about you. You need to cut that out. Like, you know, I mean, I wouldn't go up and like take the frog out of their hand and like <laughs> grab them by the wrist and go, what the hell are you doing? I wouldn't do that just because that seems inappropriate anyway. Yeah. Um, but, but I would, yeah, I, I mean, would change my potentially, yeah. you know, if I don't know, this isn't, this wouldn't come into my mind immediately, but you know, you could also pull your phone out and record them and then, you know, post it later somewhere and say, you know, look at these, no good frog tossers. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, their parents awesome. need to... Tell them their... Give their addresses out, you know. <laughs> right. You could, but that's kind of the... Uh, I don't know. I don't. I just... I don't know. It's kind of the Karen route. Isn't that what they yeah, say? Yeah, I really hate that. Yeah, I, re- I really don't know. I just really don't like this sort of recording thing, but but there, there is a time and place for it, I suppose. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, um, I like if, that if question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you could eliminate one human emotion from existence, what would it be? And how might that change? Uh, oh, what's the ripple effect of that? One human emotion. Oh, this is a dangerous question. Let's say you have to do one. Like you have to eliminate an emotion. Hmm. Um, that's really hard. All right, so you know your knee jerk goes to some negative emotion like uh, rage yeah, or yeah. maybe like depression um I would agree, you call it de- you want fear you clearly want fear right like yeah. you need that to avoid <clears throat> you want you want situation. fear you want anger um rage is pretty good rage is uh, i think sometimes you might even want rage i guess there's the question what's the when does anger turn into rage and that's kind of hard to answer um depression you still operate illogically under anger i think rage is when your your op, your logical system is shut down like yeah 
bypassing yeah. the prefrontal cortex, you know? <laughs> right, right. And yeah, definitely it's a dangerous situation when someone is acting in, in when they're enraged. But I wonder if there's any utility. It makes me, I'm worried to eliminate that one. I'm trying to think about depression. Would you consider that to be an emotional state that I, that's, you know, that's allowed for me to eliminate? I will. I will. Yeah. That one's, what utility. If anger is to rage, what sadness is to depression. Yeah. That, that one seems more valuable to eliminate, uh, or less, less risky to eliminate. I don't, I'm, I'm struggling to come up with a reason why we would lose something by eliminating I can try. Um, There should be maybe depression or natural consequences to like bad choices that an an internal, like it's an internal judgment perhaps Mm. uh, that like is saying, I am just sad about how I'm operating. And, and then it could be an incentive to avoid depression. You need to, you know, change your life circumstances and things. I mean, I know it's, that's, that's a, probably a a narrow angle. Uh, Mm. I think depression can, can, happen not because of bad life choices certainly Uh, greed maybe but greed can be a motivator that like if you have one greedy ceo or inventor or whatever yeah maybe he accumulates a lot of wealth but he also creates a lot of stuff that we can use he's pushing people in his life to do more in order to gluttony where's the benefit of rage i'm like is it the threat of for other people go if i do if i wrong him too yeah. much i'll face some serious consequences <clears throat> and so i won't all of you know, right yeah there's a deterrent me. there's a deterrent factor to it i think i'm just it, yeah i'm thinking like imagine your country gets invaded or something like that would it, yeah, anger is certainly justified and it would probably be better for most people to simply be angry and not get enraged but is there any is there any value in having some of those people be enraged? Like a collective rage and to like, we're going to, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's a deterrent. That's what I'm saying. Like. I mean, I guess that's what outrage is, is collective rage. Yeah. Right. Outrage. <clears throat> yeah. Huh. Interesting question. Uh, gluttony, maybe, but I think gl- gluttony might not have, if you eliminated gluttony, there wouldn't be that many adverse effects. But if you eliminated depression, there would be more positive effects than eliminating gluttony, I think. So gluttony is the safer choice then if you're trying to cause the least amount of ripples. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, but still, but, I think... But the positive impact of de- eliminating depression could be... Huge. Just, totally. Huge. Yeah, huge. Um, and I'm trying to think of the downside again. Like I said, like, <clears> oh, <throat> like, but it seems... Look, sad is... Sadness is still a motive. You want to yes. avoid sadness. You don't. You don't need depression to to be a deterrent. I don't think. Yeah, I I tend to agree. Um, hmm. Maybe humor, so no one could be funnier than me. <laughs> no one would care either. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, is humor even an emotion? I don't think so. I don't know. I think a lot of these we could be like, wait, is is. Is gluttony an emotion? I don't really. <clears throat> yeah, I guess it's not. It's probably not an emotion. I th- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with depression. That's gonna be my, yeah. my answer. And I, th- I think you're right that the ripple effects, the negative ripple effects of that would be like what, what minimal? Like some people, uh, I mean, because depressed people are like <clears throat> in a state of like 
literally depression mean like they don't they don't aren't doing a whole lot anyway uh i mean depressed people are not functioning highly so removing that they're just going to function more and it's just going to have a net positive right Um, unless you have depressed serial killers too depressed to actually get out of bed and kill people now you've like now motivated them yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a funny thought, but that like is funny people thought. who operate viciously in the world, but even, depression is it? Like, even if that was the case, I think it would be a net benefit, right? There's a lot of yeah. non-murderers who are yeah. suffering from depression. Right. More non-murderers than murderers <clears throat> suffer from depression. Yeah. Um, all right. Next question. Is pain tolerance, like what is pain tolerance really? Or is it just kind of like emotional regulation with regard mm. to pain like do adults have higher pain tolerances than children or are they just more emotionally regulated uh yeah. that's that's an interesting question i don't know the answer to that so i'm sure that's been researched but i don't know it i'll take a stab i think that it is a combination of uh personality experience and willpower maybe um so personality wise you know i would imagine if you're conscientious <clears throat> the personality trait conscientiousness um, and probably neuroticism would weigh on your pain tolerance. People who are more conscientious <clears throat> are more goal oriented and they can see their way to the end of the pain, right? And yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're less neurotic, <clears throat> obviously you're gonna you're not gonna worry as much about the pain you're experiencing. Whereas if you're highly neurotic, you may think, oh no, this is bad and panic and not be able to tolerate. <laughs> So, so I'm, I'm interesting there. I'm, <clears throat> I'm conscientious and neurotic. <laughs> right. Yeah. So your pain tolerance is probably, you know, they probably cancel out to, kind of, yeah, yeah. to some extent. My pain tolerance is pretty high, but I'm contra- I'm conscientious and not neurotic. Um, yeah. And then uh, what else did I say? Willpower. Y- you could argue that that's uh, bundled, bundled up in your personality, but certainly if you have the strong desire to tolerate pain, then you will uh, to some extent. Some people don't have that strong desire. Um, And then experience, like if you've experienced pain before, then you kind of know what to expect. If you're a kid, this fits into the age question you asked. If you're a kid, you don't know, you don't have the experience of pain, right? And so you don't know whether your scraped knee is, whether that really hurts or whether it's like, you know, getting your teeth pulled kind of hurt. You know, like you don't, you can't distinguish exactly. And so you don't know how freaked out to be and how tolerant to be of the pain. So I I would. Longevity of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I would definitely say that adults have a higher pain tolerance than, uh, than, than children. Although you could make the argument that their ignorance in a way make, could make them more tolerant. Like because they don't understand the distinction between a scraped knee and a broken bone, if they happen to break a bone, you could tell them it's not that bad and they might actually believe it, you know? So you're, so how you, how the adults in your life frame your pain experiences really might in the long run shape your, your, your pain tolerance. Could be. Yeah. Could be. I mean, that makes sense, right? The, the, the overprotective parent goes, Oh no, Oh no. As soon as yeah. you fall and kind of ele- elevates, like, I think you, you grow up to be maybe whinier when you, yeah. what if you're just someone like, okay, you and I, we stub our toes on the same thing with the same force and we're like, Two questions, I think. Are we actually experiencing, having the same experience? And then our treatment of that might, like, like I might talk about it more and be more <laughs> potentially curious no. or want, sound whiny about it. We might be equally curious about the pain, but I'm more likely to try and 
precisely articulate the pain. It might be of more interest to me, and I might presume that it's interesting to someone else. It really wouldn't be, by the way, to hear about my big toe pain kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, yeah, so, so someone might go, man, Daniel really is, is like a wimp. He's talking about it so yeah, much when right. it's not even, it, that might just be a mis, miscommunication moment, you know, where it's like, no, I'm just, I'm just weird and talk about every experience I'm <laughs> having in too much detail. I really think that might happen to some degree. Yeah, so. I could see that happening. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to answer the question, would we be having the same experience? Uh, yeah, we'll just never know. I guess measuring pain has always been tough. Even in like, when you go right. to the hospital, they have this scale of 1 to 10 and try to put smiley faces yes, on it. But there's I've no number. That. It's just kind of a mysterious... We don't know how much pain people are having. And, and if someone just goes... I've stubbed my toe and I'm experiencing a 10. I'm telling you, it's a 10. Yeah. It's the worst. And what are we going to do? Right. Like, uh, my grandpa my grandpa has uh, like uh, joint problems, hip problems and whatnot. Right now he's old, very old. And uh, he had to have multiple surgeries and nerve blocks and stuff. And every time he goes to the doctor's office and they ask him, okay, how bad does it hurt? He says either 8 or 10. Those are his two values that, that yeah. he uses eight or 10, even like after the surgery, when it's clear, he can get up and walk around and go play golf, you know, whereas before he was just stuck in his recliner, unable to move, he would give the same values both times. And it's like, okay, that's well. annoying to me. It's like, I just don't trust your ability to self-assess. Right. Uh, yeah. You're reporting an eight and you're playing golf. You're reporting a 10 when you were stuck in the recliner. Something's you need to you need to adjust your scale, sir. I mean, seriously, like I don't know. Uh, That's the problem, right? Like a lot of elderly people don't, you know, they and people can have ulterior motives, right? Like they want the medications or they want yes, the surgeries exactly. or they want to manipulate They're whatever. Not assessing their pain, they're trying to get you to do what they want to respond to them with urgency or right. something like that. Yeah, there's yeah. not a good quantitative measure of pain. Like we can't take your blood and go, oh, your pain levels are 42.9. You know, we can't do that. Right. So. All right, I got three more for you. Okay. Um, just a small daily ritual or habit that brings you joy or comfort. I'd like to know one. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I can't make my initial knee jerk joke. <laughs> uh, I already know the joke. I'm just <laughs> Um,. Daily ritual that brings me what joy or peace or something or comfort or yeah yeah you just definitely do it and it definitely is just over a, a holistic positive. Calling it a ritual attaches or habit or... things that I don't. I mean I don't know like I'll every... go with wherever your brain goes though. <clears throat> like <clears throat> if it's not quite a habit or a ritual, but it just is something you engage in frequently. And one maybe that I wouldn't guess, like your morning poop or something. Like I mean, I do have a morning poop, and that's nice, but yeah, I I don't know that I would. It's not special enough. Lots of people have morning poops, right? It's it's yes, I think that's normal. Um, I'm just curious if there's like a Bennett one that like. Not really. I can't think of anything. Nothing real. You know, nothing special. Yeah, I've been, I, I, I don't know what I would say to this question. I mean, I can say I've been doing meditation and the and I've really enjoyed it. And it's almost daily. Uh, on the weekends, I really slack there. 
just because I don't have the routine on the weekends that I do. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I would say the closest thing to what you're wanting is, you know, on the weekends, I'd take a walk around uh, around the neighborhood, basically every Saturday and Sunday. Um, yeah, I don't do it dur- during the week or when the weather isn't appropriate, but yeah, I take a nice, it's about two mile walk around the neighborhood. Why do you like walks? I mean, you know what's on the path, you've seen it before. Um, yeah, I haven't seen like everything walking? before. Different things happen on the walk, you know, small little things. You get to see what's going on in the neighborhood, what's happening in the park. You know, is it a birthday, kid's birthday party? Do they have the bouncy house set up? Um, are the <laughs> I really love seeing those. The That's pickleball really... courts, you know, really hopping this time. Do no, you it's not the holistic experience is dynamic and it's yeah. just unique to see the world operating. Yes. It's really pleasant. Yeah, exactly. In the same way, if you're walking through nature, you know, it, it's just trees and dirt and rocks and maybe some water. What's the big deal? Like, yeah, you can be reductionist. <laughs> you can be reductionist about it, but it's nice to be out there and, you know, see some, some animals or the birds or just have a peaceful environment. I like to walk because, well, it's exercise uh, mild exercise. It gives you time to think. I, I, we've talked about this before, but I think taking a walk gets your brain firing, right? It, it, yeah. It, it move, distracts. I think designed to move. I, I think, think so our too. bodies need movement. And so you're giving it like low intensity movement. Exactly. So it, just, yeah. Your brain is just the right amount of distracted by actually navigating you on the side the sidewalk or the path or whatever and moving your body that it frees up the rest of your brain to think about whatever and so i get a lot of productive thinking done while i'm taking the taking those walks so yeah it's very pleasant uh do it every week every weekend when i can yeah two more uh you've learned we're in the matrix or whatever version of this is all a simulation. Do you feel like all your achievements are pointless? Like, are you up super upset? Uh, or do you quickly get, well, I'll just let you run with that. Your, your response to it, other than the shock and wow and whoa, and what's the real world actually let's, let's, can you, if you can press pause on those sorts of, I know overwhelming emotions and thoughts you would have, but like, how does that frame your current life? Would you just be like, well, dang, it was all pointless? Or would you be like, well, I mean, I still like worked and experienced like growth and had to go through trials and tribulations that were very real. Who cares if it was a major? Um, uh, that's, uh, I think there are a lot of questions I would have to ask to figure out the answer, right? Like, I wasn't very pleased with this question. Do I, I know? I just was like, hmm, maybe so I'll provide some insights. So. I know it's the... Ma- are we assuming the rules like from the movie and you know the same uh, kind of setup? For simplicity's sake, is yeah, you, like someone has revealed the truth to you. And, and yeah, do yeah. I have any prospect of escaping? Um. Y- yes. Hmm. I mean, now we're just, uh, we're just so, right. We're, we're like, leaning we're, into the temptation to like, what's the real world like? You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. That's my thing, right? Like, I want to know what's real, and yeah, if we have this matrix and. This How about fate? everyone you've engaged with is still like like yet yeah, you and I everyone is is also in the matrix. So I'm not a robot. I'm not a I'm not an AI machine. Like mm-hmm. I am Daniel. I'm just also in the matrix. So our experience and re- our friendship is real in the sense that like, yeah. there was a real bond between with another human being. We just happened to be like you know in a in a blob somewhere else, and this was all. Third yeah. space, some sort of third space <laughs> reference to the podcast. <laughs> that's um. us um yeah like we're, we're talking about 
some sense of purpose. Uh, and there is pr purpose to be gained in self-development, um, the development of relationships. So even within the matrix, there's some purpose that you can build, right? So I wouldn't be yeah. totally, totally nihilistic and fatalistic about that. However, that said, I always am thinking about waste and efficiency. And if my body is really decaying in some nutritional vat for machines, while I think that I'm building up skills and abilities, that's a waste, right? And so I would want to know, am I ever going to be able to leave the matrix and actually for real, for real, make improvements in those areas? Um, and it would be very uh, depressing to know that a lot of the time and effort I've put into building, you know, things has gone to waste. Yeah, for sure. But, but, but yeah, to, to short answer is, um, I would still value some parts of my life, but yeah, it would be a, it would be a blow to learn that. I think I feel very similarly. Like my achievements aren't pointless. It's just more like, there's so many questions about, well, how, how can I, is how useful were those achievements <clears throat> to my future understanding of the world now that I've learned it's different think, than I think thought. about this too. Like if you have a really good dream, would you rather just never have really good dreams because they weren't real, right? But no, I, you would still want to have really good dreams. Like that, the yeah. experience of having a good dream is positive in and of itself, even though when you wake up, you realize it was not real. And yeah. so yeah. the experience in the matrix, yeah, maybe it's not real, but you still have those experiences even if they're diminished a little bit um, when you learn the truth. Yeah. And last but not least, or maybe least, um, <laughs> is there a memory from childhood that you have that you can still legitimately get angry about or like, uh, you know, an injustice or something that made you angry at the time that could still linger to this day? And is there a limitation on like injustices causing you, like personal injustices that like, how long can and should you be angry? Mm, good question. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't really have any, like, I try to clean up my baggage. I don't really have any any prior experiences that still make me emotionally angry. Uh, even right. like I had a bad experience at work some years back that was you know unjust and someone tried to tarnish my reputation and so on. That doesn't make me viscerally angry anymore. Like, obviously I still recognize it was unjust. I still you don't rank. have an emotional response <clears throat> attached to that anymore. You really Not anymore. don't. It's just gone. It's just but, gone. It's been long but enough. But you can still talk about it and get kind of like, you can acknowledge it was wild. Yeah, sure. sure. It was right. definitely wild. And, you know, that person still ranks on a round Osama bin Laden on my list of, uh, you know, least favorite people. Um, that wasn't from childhood, though. That was from adulthood. If I had to pick from childhood, I had a teacher in eighth grade uh, Miss E. Halt, she was my English teacher in eighth grade. <laughs> oh, just name dropping. Totally, yeah. totally doxing this bitch. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, I, in her class, she was not a good teacher. She would write sentences on the board and like they would be grammatically wrong. And I would raise my hand and correct her and say, "Oh, there needs to be, there needs to be a comma right there, Miss E. Halt." And she, you know, a good teacher can take that in stride. Sure. 
but she did not. You could even just say, nice job, Bennett. You're totally right. I missed that. Exactly. Or That's... you caught what I was setting. You could even, if you're a little more insecure, say, yep, yep. you got it. I'll be doing that all year long. And Here's a Tootsie it. Roll. Yeah. yeah, that's part of my class gimmick is if you catch a mistake, you get some candy. That kind yeah. of thing. She did not take it well. She got, she got mad about it and obviously embarrassed and thought that I was behaving like an arrogant little kid. Yeah, challenging another, her authority. Another yeah. thing that happened in that class is we had vocabulary and our homework every week was to write the vocabulary words like three or five times each or something like mind numbing. Sorry. That's yeah. That's bad teaching. Bad teaching, mind numbing assignment. And we had these, we had a vocabulary book with all of the vocabulary words we were going to do for the rest of the year in there. And so I just sat down and did them all at once. So I would never have of to do this. You did. Of course, little Bennett just said, um, this is, I'll do the pragmatic, like solve this quickly. Right. I'm getting it out, it out of the way because I don't want to do this every week. And I turned them all you're in doing at, it correctly, by the way, right? Yes. Like you're, yeah. you're, yeah. Okay. I turned them all in at once and she got really mad and wrote, she actually got written up for this. And, uh, you know, I encouraged my parents to have a parent teacher conference with her to say you like what your parents yeah yes yeah. I, like, I said she like wrote you up she wrote me up doing... and like i was getting in trouble right for doing my work and i I'm said like thrown by this i was like what we gotta go talk she writing you up if she had said hey bennett i'm gonna collect this once a week or whatever and you're gonna have to just hold on to it and submit it once a week that would have I mean, been stupid the... but you know whatever that makes sense on her grading end you know yeah. like yeah I can understand that at least, but this was, you know, I got written up for it. Like the same, you know, other kids were getting written up for like getting in fights or, you know, stealing uh, people's lunch or whatever. And I was getting written up for doing my homework in advance. Like it was ridiculous. I would like to hear her have to articulate that. So why did you write him up? Because he did his vocabulary work earlier than I had planned for him to. Right. Yeah. You would have to. You have to ask my parents. Like they still remember that it was it was my parents and her and the principal of the middle school. Um, Were you in the room? I was not there. I wasn't present okay. in the in the meeting. Um, Imagine yeah. you're the principal and you're just trying to do your job, and now you're having to defend a teacher. For the most part, that's your job is to kind of like that might. I mean, not to go against the parents, but try to really get them to see the teacher side. And now you have to do this. Like you just can't agree with the teacher here. I, I don't know what you no, do. Yeah, just what, say, yeah my parents. Yeah. Um, when they tell the story, they say that the principal was like, are you serious? Like the principal basically <laughs> sided with them and was like, are you serious? Like, this isn't a problem. And I'm um, being called into a meeting for a kid doing their work. <laughs> like, right. I don't have time for this. I will not defend you, teacher. Like you're going to look bad in a case where you were just causing yourself a headache. Like she clearly just didn't like you. There's no. a, there's an emotional component she had towards you. I mean, because I, this is I'm trying behavior to behavior you do to her. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't remember. You know what? I'm mad. I'm still mad. <laughs> I'm angry. You're angry about it. You're carrying that emotional baggage for me. Thanks, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I try to think, I don't remember the details um, of that time, but I'm trying to now rationalize, okay, what, what went wrong here? You know, like, was I, was it really that she was, threatened or embarrassed because I corrected her comma usage a few times or like how big how, how annoying was I as an eighth grade kid I don't think I was that annoying because all my other teachers loved me and yeah. she just yeah. really did not but I don't know like maybe maybe I, I I could be annoying as a kid that's for sure so maybe I I'm really sure was like a know-it-all element and yeah. if you're totally insecure and and also like the first time you did it I mean, I have a feeling the first time you corrected her and her and she didn't react well, that sort of were like you were like, okay, 
I'm going to continue doing it. Like, like, oh, oh, it's on. Like, I just see Little Bennett being that way. Could <laughs> like, be. Yeah, could oh, be. Like, the, the idea of you being frustrated by this is, it, like, tickled you on some level. And so now all of a sudden you have this um, troll-type interaction with her. But total plausible deniability, you know. And, like, right. that, that, was, that was in your wheelhouse. And she was insecure, getting angry. And all this is sort of unspoken. And neither neither side is going to own their... I'm not well because you're your kid Bennett and you're allowed to like see there's a punctuation correct like you are that's what like I'm you, supposed to of do of course kid Bennett yeah exactly exactly you're operating like a kid should and and so she's at fault so I'm, but I am saying that you were entering into this kind of interesting battle of wills and testing boundaries all unspoken and and that's mm-hmm. the thing is all this was like a subcurrent that she was not acknowledging and nor were you and and like so now she's like trying to get you on doing your work. Very bad move. Just even strategically, it's just a yeah, foolish terrible move. move. She could have made your life hell in other ways. She really could have. But this was like dumb. And like, there's just not a bright woman, clearly. No. I mean, really. It just, that's what it is. Probably it's not. Like some yeah. limited, limited intellectual capacity there. And was choosing bad ways to try and get at you. Yep. Um, that's Miss E. Halt for you. That's how she yeah. was. One yeah. time uh, later, uh, in like it was 10th or 11th grade my english teacher was absent for whatever reason she was sick or on vacation or something and so we were having a substitute teacher and in walks miss ehoff as the substitute ah. teacher i don't know if she remembered me we there was no notable interaction there a couple um, of years later she wouldn't remember you Man, maybe guess, well maybe whatever. she did maybe she didn't but she didn't acknowledge she it older too like she'd stopped caring about kids long ago kind of thing and just did her thing she was Probably in her forties or fifties. She oh, wasn't. She oh, wasn't elderly. Okay. I don't know why I pictured like an older lady, like very librarian oh. in her sixties or seventies. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. So. Anyway, it was it was strange to see her again after you know when you're a kid, three years, feels like a really long yeah. time. Yeah. True. And this was in the high school, right? Her. It was a different like, school. Oh, she was a middle school oh, teacher. That's true too. Okay, and this was yeah. a high school yeah. sub, and so it was like what? Yeah. But neither of us acknowledged it, and so there wasn't yeah. there wasn't a repeat. Yeah, it kind of maybe it would have been funny if there was though. It would have been if she'd written something inappropriate on the board, and you would have said something, and she turns around. Oh, Miss E. Halt! (laughs) You used your instead of your. (laughs) (sighs) Well, that was Uh, concision, incision, questions that cut deep, and time that's cut short. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't quite as short as I thought, but short. It was not concise. But it was still it was not that deep. <laughs> but it was incisive. Uh, yes. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. I like answering questions. So so kudos kudos. Nice. Even though uh, it took took a while. So. Uh, that's it. That's it. Goodbye. Ba-na, 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 ba-na.